walk into a bar On a cool winter's evening underneath the stars And we'll find somewhere close we don't wanna walk far Nor do we want the hassle of a car me and my friend are walking to a bar On a cool winter's evening underneath the stars And we'll find somewhere in cool new I'm Damien Gibson and joining me as always And as always trying to put me off is David Griffiths Here I am trying to put uh, you off as always You're a little less, you're a little more distracted I am This time around because we have the cricket on in the background We're actually so in the front bar of the pub We are, but the, this is the first time Ever. This was the plan that we were going to record. We've been out the back of the pub. We've been on the second level of the pub. We've set up in the front part of the pub before. Yes, but then moved. Anyway, this is not. <laughs> and so, listeners, welcome to another exciting Welcome to episode. another exciting adventure of the cool room. Um, we're also doing something for the first time. We're going to have the... Is this the first time? I don't think it is. But we're going to have the guest... Join in on the introduction. Usually we'll just cut away to the interview. I think it's the first time we've ever actually recorded the introduction before the show, whereas normally what we've done, even when the guests have stuck around. Mm, we will record it afterwards. So I'm, I'm, everything's all over the place. I've got no idea what's going on. <laughs> but uh, joining us this week is uh, Chris Bond from... Chris Bond from Moon Dog Brewing. Good evening, darling. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Good, thank you. How are you? Good. So you wanted to get involved in the intro, right? I was here anyway. Well, yeah. yes. <laughs> and you came bearing There's gifts. so many looks behind the curtains tonight. It's complete. <laughs> so I think it's the first time. Obviously, we've been to breweries before who've been very kind mm. in what they've given us when we've gone out to visit. Mm. But I think you're the first person who's come to us bearing gifts. And so you and I are enjoying a delicious Rodenback. Well, my mother always taught me never oh, as Rodenbach. a guest to turn up empty-handed. So mm. Mm. I, I, never, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> I never got taught that. I show up empty-handed all the time. It's I showed up. I, I showed up empty-handed tonight, except for mm. a full mini studio and a laptop. But we have some things that we need to get through in the intro before we get to having a chat. We with do, Chris, about everything, beer, the universe, and everything. Um, we actually had. A real life listener. <laughs> We've been asking a... for three years now for some sort of listener <laughs> feedback and an, we got it. An actual question. Now, I don't have it in front of me. Do you remember it off the top of your head? Well, yes. This was a listener who'd gone out and had a 2.7% IPA. Thanks to Shana, by the way, for sending the Yes, thank question. you, Shana. Yes. <laughs> and questioned, could you have a 2.7% IPA hmm. or was there some sort of statute of limitations on what an IPA could be? And so we put a poll up. Mm. And I'll double check again in a second, but it was roughly running at 50% either way. I thought that might be the case. What do you think, Chris? From what I've been told and from my understanding, um, what, what, what's the, the one and the zero in this one? So it was uh, an IPA. For me, the Imperial yeah. was in regards to the ABV of the beer. Yeah. So it goes from pale. Mm. And when you jump that up a bit more, it goes to Imperial, mm. an Imperial pale ale. I think it's like, Imperial it, or Indian? One of well, maybe the stouts get. In there, it, but I was under the impression I've it was heard, I've Indian. Heard both. Yeah, because it was it had to be strong enough to survive the trip from England to India mm. back in the day. Maybe I've misquoted myself. Well, <laughs> see, I could have I could have alluded to that beforehand, couldn't I? You put me on the spot. Didn't I did. You? That happened. <laughs> no, India. <laughs> Pardon my French. Um, Welcome to the cool room. <laughs> Fluff my lines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what that means. We, I don't, there's no alcohol limits on beers, right? There's no rule that's like, well, that's 3%, so that now has to be... There might be a rule. I mean, there might well be. Well, what, what happens with a double IPA? Wouldn't that be a higher ABV? That's generally the understanding with that. <coughs> mm, but is that because it's just double hopped? Like they're doing double the hops of what they usually do. So if for that particular brewery, it's their... Double Normally, IPA. the alcohol would go up with it. Yeah, yeah it the shouldn't alcohol be driven by the alcohol. Yeah. It shouldn't be driven by the hops. No, that's, it's the. Uh, it's the, the uh, yeah, no, the it wouldn't. Bug. No. We'll work this out. We'll get to the bottom yeah. of this eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you can call whatever you want, whatever you want, but you might get beer snobs. 
I'm kind of with you. That's not. Well, having if a, someone a, gave me a beer that tasted like an IPA, yeah, and was two point seven percent, I don't think it's actually happened to me. No, oh, well, I'm open minded to the concept that someone might one day. Well, by all, I, I completely agree. But a session IPA can that exist? Is it a true IPA? Does it really matter at the end of the mm. day? Are we all enjoying the beer we're drinking? It's, it just yeah. sounds like pedantry point all yeah. over again. <laughs> I don't think we've answered this question for Shana at all. I well, I think, we've, I think we've asked the question for Shana. That's true. Well, yeah, you can give us more feedback. I, this is the kind of thing that we will actually do, genuinely get feedback on now. Mm. And, and we've only begun to rip the scab off Chris's <clears throat> opinions on things. Mm. You have opinions about craft beer, my friend. Craft beer, is it a thing? I may. Please. Well, well my, my question would be, what, what, what is craft beer? What makes a beer craft? Um, I think I only came across the term when I first got here and saw a, a fridge that labelled craft beer and I was thoroughly confused. Mm. You have to buy the ingredients off Etsy. <laughs> Etsy go, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> and that's the only way that you can, you they can only put come in, craft on mm. the label. They only come in barrels and hessian <laughs> yeah, sacks, exactly. that kind of thing. Unless yeah. you've actually sweated into the beer while you're making it. Yeah. It must contain human sweat. It's like the like, it's like the term indie though. Like mm-hmm. indie music. What does that actually mean? It's uh, not independent? Well, yes, but like it's become yeah. a, a genre. Yeah. Like are REM still indie? Yeah. Are you two an indie band? Like they sound like their early records sound like an indie band, but they're the biggest band. Mm. And they've stopped planet. sweating as much into their guitars. Yeah. I mean they have a lemon the size of a small town. <laughs> I don't know whether they're an indie band anymore. Fair point. Um, <laughs> you've 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 I've, I've opened you've Pandora's opened the Pandora's box. box. <laughs> you've got to. <laughs> uh, I have to look in. I guess are we going to talk about you two or are we? Sure. I'd rather not spend my life discussing Bono. Mm-hmm. So REM it is. <laughs> That's the, it's like if you hang out with two choices in life. If you're hanging out with me, yes, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's you, a fork you in the know, road. Isn't you, it? you don't know how Choose real that is. <laughs> um, so craft beer in my. My understanding, um, I, I, I needed to find out what it was, so I'm going to ask you as Australians, mm. I'm assuming, what's craft beer? I don't know. To me, it's been anything that's not CUB. Hmm. I think it's a response Nathan. to what brewing was when we first started drinking. Hmm. What would you consider pirate life then? Uh, well, for well, me, there's still craft, craft beer. beer yeah. yeah. And yet they're owned by CUB. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. So this is my my confusion, but I, I think I, I completely get. But so my from my understanding, people see craft beer as something that isn't a mass produced either lager or pilsner style. Mm. But one could yeah one could argue that a craft pilsner is very thought of, thought of very highly. I know a lot of brewers mm. like making them. It's mm. what the brewers always ask me to kind of do. It's something you can't hide behind. Yeah, you can't mm. hide behind all the haze. Not that I'm saying that's a bad thing. I love me a hazy beer. Yeah, um, mm. but I think it's a good it's a good conversation to have, and it's also um, it's an interesting one how it's been marketed. Mm. It went from being, I guess, an, a way of saying you're not one of the major ones, and then it was taken on as a marketing strategy by the large breweries and the large, um, the international. Yeah, I guess for me it's that notion of there's at least a brewer or brewers who are having an active intervention mm. in every beer that's being made okay. and trying to put their own style on it. Yeah. And so that, you know, as opposed to VB, which is designed to be so identical every time. Yep. That's Whereas a- even with things like an old mate from Moondog or whatever else, you, you know, you know, that, you know whose hands are behind it and that style and the beer may change a bit over time and different hops will be available or different malts will be available and you'll aim for consistency of flavour. Mm. But you can pretty much name the people who are making it, whereas we couldn't name the people who are making VB or Cut and Draft. I I really very much appreciate that kind of that the look at it. It's I'd never really thought of it that way, I guess, or I had to. Neither had I until about twenty <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's yeah. But it is kind of like indie music in that way. I know I keep using that example, but it's the most relevant example I can kind of think of. I feel like that's what it. Is it's a reaction to mainstream product, you know hmm. what I mean? Should have coined the term craft music. Uh-huh. Might have turned out mm. differently. Uh, craft work. Craft music sounds very folky. 
That sounds very Port Fairy Folk Festival. Yeah, it's like making an instrument out of dog hair <laughs> yeah. and then let's see what you know. <laughs> It's a drum made of dog hair and I'm finding it very hard to be heard. I've got to go and see my girlfriend's craft music recital. <laughs> you can just smell the crowd from here, can't you? <laughs> and she's made pan pipes. It's not going to be good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I kind of came to craft beer later than like David, for example. So I don't, I probably don't have as good of an idea. All I know from my experience was I only drank draft, basically, mm. or Melbourne bitter. That yep. was it. Even what my friends had started getting into craft beer, whatever that is. And for a couple of years, I was staunch, so like, I don't want to drink that. I don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I don't want to drink some beer that a guy's made in his garage. That sounds disgusting. And then I had one. And was like, oh, that's delicious. And then <laughs> never really went back to CUB again. So it wasn't really, I liked the taste of the beers that I had. So it wasn't really me making an active stand to support independent brewers at first. And then yep. over time, the more I learned about I found it was my palate, stories my that, palate maturing. And you find yeah. out, and then mm. you, you're given a handful of hops that are in the beer you're drinking. You're like, oh, I can... I can see where that's coming from. I can see the mm. characteristics of that. I can see mm. how um, how that can be enjoyable, how it can change, how it can be presented by the beer that you're listening to. Listening? God, I fluffed that one. <laughs> <laughs> you use one? all your senses. Can I try that one again? <laughs> I, thought, I thought you did that on purpose. I was like, that's genius. You just mix the two conversations into, oh, no. <laughs> into one. And for me, I'd been a home brewer before I'd been a craft beer drinker, which probably shows my age a bit. But it's like, you know, mm. I went from drinking VB and all that kind of stuff to making my own beers yep. to then finding people who brewed the kind of beers commercially that I was trying to be- brew and did it much better. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. Mm. And there was love and, love and craft behind it. Yeah. <laughs> but you can sort of say, you, so you understood the process and yes, you understood sure. what was happening and the techniques and, yeah. Do we have anything else that we need to do? Before we get into the world famous traditional questions, I don't think there's any more controversy corner or pedantry point for tonight. No, we might return to it. Pandora's pedantry point. It, well, she's open now, so it's hundred percent is open. <laughs> it's, it's I'm, I'm just waiting. For, no, I'm just waiting to put the episode up on Friday, and then all of our oh. Twitters to start going. <laughs> Someone's going to call me up for calling it Imperial Pale. It's mm. stressful being on a podcast, guys, especially when you're not a public speaker. Mm. <laughs> it is funny, people. Like, and accustomed as I am. It's just the three of us having a conversation, but as soon as you put microphones in front of people, everyone mm, starts terrifying. to <laughs> starts to get terrified. And for the rest of your life, when you're 80, someone will be downloading this. Don't worry. I'm not going to renew the subscription in two weeks' time. We'll be sweating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, on that bombshell. <laughs> um, all right, Chris, where and when did you have your first drink? Usually we sort of ask when was the first time. I love how you do do this. Well, I I don't. Chris may have listened to the podcast. Someone out there is listening to it. That's true. A lot of people are listening to it. I may have dabbled. Yeah. One or two. Well, we can't. We're looking for first drunk story, really. First drunk story. Um, That was probably a house party in my mid-teens, I think. As with everyone in the UK, we started drinking at age 15 and above. Mm -hmm. That's usually maybe earlier. Um, But most distinctively, I remember... Um, I had a job in a pub kitchen, yeah. um, aged 15. Whereabouts are we talking? In the UK? Um, this is in North Wales in a small village called Pentrith on the Isle of Anglesey, um, which was a village across from mine. So I was a kitchen hand, and me and my friend Sean, who worked there as well, um, we'd finish up. Nice cold winters, I imagine. Oh, this was summertime. This was a summer job. Right. So we'd finish up. Nice cold summers. I get mean. our wages. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Get up, get our wage packet for the week, um, and ask one of the bartenders to buy us beer, <laughs> and just went from there. Was there a particular beer that you guys would? Um, I think the cheapest, buy or just whatever, whatever was the cheapest. Right. So there was a kind of a a servo, I guess you could call it, yeah. down across the road, which you can buy buy and sell, buy and sell. You can buy beer from. <laughs> yes, they sell beer. Sell. Oh yeah, <laughs> buy, oh, swap, and sell. That open trade market. Um, <laughs> I think it was it's like a role-playing video game. <laughs> yeah, developing XP, and it was um, Cronenberg. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Oh, right. That's that not, wonderful French. We've not had that before. No, that's not that bad, mm. especially compared to some of the. <laughs> well, I mean, it's yes, there are some, but it was also the the best price. And when you're 15 and looking to mm. tie mm. one on, 
What, what was happened? Dish of the Day back in North dish Wales? Of, dish of in, the Day. Yeah, back when you were working in the kitchen. What was it? Chips. Chips. <laughs> Steak and chips. Just simple. It's good mm, to know good that it's the same thing everywhere around oh, yeah. the Western mm. world. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, the first time I remember I was uh, I woke up in uh, the playground on one of the... Uh, <laughs> there on, we go. There we go. Mm. That's the juice of the story. Yep. My Chris. friend had, got, had long since gone home and it was 7am and I was unbeknownst to this new sensation of being dusty and yeah. lost and slightly in a child's anxious. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't mention his name in case he doesn't want these stories to come out on a podcast that people actually listen to, but I, I have a friend who is also a friend of David's who went through this period from about 17 to about 22 of disappearing. Like we were drinking, obviously, but he'd disappear and then wake up in a park somewhere. Like, but it was sort of like not that's like ninety eight to about two thousand one, so no one really had mobile phones oh, yeah. or anything like that. So it was just, I hope he shows up again, and then he would show up like the next day at like four thirty. You'd get a call on your landline at your house, and it would be this friend saying, mm. "Hey, I'm okay," but you hadn't spoken to him since ten o'clock the night before. <laughs> and like, where did you end up? Uh, where did you end up this morning? Like some oh. rhododendrons. <laughs> Yeah, or out the front of Queen Vic Market. Oh, that's uh, and getting sprayed with a hose by a fishmonger at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> getting sprayed by a hose with a hose by a fishmonger is a great name for an album. <laughs> a great way to wake up. I think that's Pink Floyd's most seminal yeah, album. Yeah, that's exactly right. I thought Division Bell was good. <laughs> this new Roger Waters album is out of sight. Um, yeah, so I don't think I've ever woken up in a park. I don't it think. was it was in one of those um, toy buses as well. You know that they kind of oh. yeah. It was in a in a bus that like it's in a playground. Yeah, so yeah. It's not a real uh. bus, an abandoned one. <laughs> one of my favourite Will Self novels, short stories, is about a man who lives in a Tudor village. You know those little tiny fake yeah. Tudor villages. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the rent and the land tax is really small, <laughs> <laughs> and so now I have a vision of you, Chris. You're quite a tall man. I'm, I have some height here. Yeah, d- just try to compress yourself into a tiny, tiny, tiny bus. In a public- <laughs> at, at fifteen, are I you was- laughing at my automobile? <laughs> at fifteen, I wasn't. I wasn't so so tall though. I was. Probably, you say that? I was probably about seven foot one. <laughs> So yeah, five eleven with yeah, long just, just black the five eleven. Oh yeah, with long black hair, bit of a goth, bit of a oh hello, oh, yeah, hello ladies. Oh yeah, I was quite, I was quite something. Come, to come over to my toy bus, ladies. <laughs> well, I don't, and wanna... that's why you've had to come to Australia. <laughs> well, yeah, one of the reasons. No, I remember calling my mum and being like, "Can you come pick me up?" And she was like, "Have you been drinking?" And everyone knows they've lied to yeah. their, their parents yeah. and said. Or parental figure and said, no, I've not been drinking. But they all know. Yes. You all know. No, mother, I've not been drinking, but I have spent all night in a toy bus (laughs) in the middle of a park. As you do. Just wanted to test myself, see what my limitations were. So I decided to sleep in a park. (laughs) I didn't get behind the wheel, which is the one good thing there. Of the bus. Of the toy bus. (laughs) Otherwise, the toy police would have come along with the toy breathalyzer. You would have lost your toy license. (laughs) Um, now, I don't want to raise this whole debate again, but when you got to Australia, do yeah. you remember the first craft beer? Oh, to Australia that now, you had? Craft or craft did, were there craft beers in England? Or well, there's, well, ale, no there's ales and whatnot. Or indie beers or oh, self made beers. I remember, I remember um, uh, an, an ex, a long time ago girlfriend's uncle had a homebrew. Hmm. So that probably counts. And that yeah. was around the. Probably the seven or eight percent mark, um, right? Um, and it was probably a brown ale, but mm-hmm. as far as it goes with something that is labelled and maybe a bit more known, it was a delirium. I remember oh. being my first mm, craft yeah, right. beer, um, or the one that sticks out at least. Yeah. And so where did you have that? And so was it? it was at my um, job. I had in uni working behind a bar. There was mm. a, a friend who try this it's eight percent and i was like that sounds great <laughs> <laughs> so at age 19 and bright-eyed looking into the world you mm. were then yeah well, then you drank it it's long since gone <laughs> somewhat more glassy-eyed well yeah right that um, is another side benefit of craft beer the alcohol percentages all of a sudden you're getting mm. into eights and nines and tens you're like in one can that's amazing how much is it 
twenty seven dollars. Ah, okay. Well, fine. (laughs) Sure. Um, Now, besides uh, Moondog's big new beautiful brewery slash bar uh, out in Preston, Mm -hmm. where is somewhere that you like to drink? In, um, in and around this well, fair city. Oh, it's a, there's a lot here, isn't there? So, I mean... You don't have to say the Royal Mail either. Everyone goes to say you that. Can. <laughs> you can say the Royal Mail well, of on Spencer 519 like, Spencer Street. That goes West without Mile. saying, doesn't it? Mm. Um, I'd always go for where I find myself the most, um, being based in Fitzroy, like all the cool people are. You know? mm-hmm, that's um, true. The old bar that I used to actually work at, Kent Street, on Smith Street, bit of a shout-out to that one. Oh, yeah, I love um, Kent Street. Having Do they been, still have the... Fuck this, I'm going to kill <laughs> It was all going so well there for a moment. Uh, do they still have the fuck this, I'm going to Ken Street stickers? Or Absolutely. They, uh, t-shirts right. and everything. Oh, right. <laughs> so <clears throat> having started there, um, when was that? January of 2017, that would have been. Right. I was there for two years. Um, three weeks into that, they were like, two ICs leaving, you're the new two IC. So oh, like, oh, good. The pleasure of being assistant manager <laughs> with the lovely Rose there who... Yeah. Um, when my time was up there, it seems as though my time was not up there. So I'm there quite often. Also, the the Rochi, the Rochester Hotel yeah. in Johnson Street. That's a great little place. And I mm. think you can walk anywhere down in that kind of two one kilometer radius. And you just a, a menagerie of mm. uh, fantastic venues, all for different kind of moods, different... Um, yeah, different states of mind, I guess. Yeah. You want something quiet, something for you there. You yeah. want some food, something big, loud, late night, 4 a.m. There's also that there too. That's hmm. true. Uh, have you been to Yaya's recently? Or? <laughs> uh, the last time I was at Yaya's was probably, ooh, I'm going to say early, mid-2018 maybe. Yeah, right. Mm. I just, I, you said 4 o'clock and loud and Yaya's was the first place yeah. that came Oh, no, it's, it, it's a thing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so you're more of a Smith Street person than a Brunswick Street person probably mm. does that does that reflect on me i mean no no it no, shows you're a generation different generations if you live in fitzroy long enough it is like there is a divide will, yeah people will, east mm. divide. Yeah. It's, like, it, <laughs> it's, it's that weird. niche yeah. um mm. i guess brunswick street has a lot of kind of what, what you'd assume professional hospitality does that make sense yeah, yeah yeah i know all hospitality is professional but something that's a bit you can guide people through the venue as opposed to mm. just expecting to turn up, buy a drink, and you know, be an adult about it. Yeah. <laughs> people. <laughs> um, there's no dress code. On Smith Street? Yeah. Mm. Yes. I'm sure there are places. Yep. There's some wonderful venues there. But mm. it's, uh, I, find it, I find the dynamic a little bit more open arms. Yeah. Less security out front. That's the, that's the main yes. thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. That's really true. Which uh, makes for very interesting times to be had. Yeah, Smith Street's a wonderfully, you, it's a wonderfully dynamic place. Having yeah, worked there probably most days of the week for two years. The best part of all, yeah, for two years, there mm. is it's always something going on. Yeah, you would have had some dull interesting conversations over the bar. Ooh, and at Kent Street and <laughs> across the road and <laughs> shouting the, the street down at you, all all manner of things. Yep, on the way home. Yep, uh, in the shower, one of the regulars would pop up. Oh, oh, hi, Chris. I was just wondering if I could. Yeah, <laughs> boundaries, mate. Boundaries. <laughs> uh, what about overseas? Outside of having six packs and drinking and sleeping in toy buses. <laughs> That's not a. That's a one-time thing. I yeah. Try not to make a habit of it. Okay. Well, I won't break it down for Kim. Oh no. I, there's, a, there's a lack of of makeshift buses. Yeah. Mm. Bring them on. I think we need more of those in our playground. We need more in Moondog World. Oh, well, there's going to be some space for some. They they already have a playground that they found on Gumtree, which mm. is a pirate ship playground. But <laughs> of course it is. It wasn't available <laughs> yesterday. But anyway, oh, we'll no, come was, back to that thought was in a second. The, but the slide currently. Faces has, a wall. Has <laughs> so razor blades in it. You know, the end point of the slide is the wall. It's flush against the wall. So as much as it would have been great, I just um, don't think also it's Also, this feels safe. like a nice place to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> just slide down well, into the tube and be safe. <laughs> I'll let you test that one out. Um, yes. Did we answer that question in the end? Aside no. from six-packs, you were going yes. somewhere and then we... Uh, is there, where's your favourite place to have a drink that's not Melbourne? We get very um, Melbourne-centric this, here. This is how we're going to justify to the Australian Taxation Office. Yep. Damien and my world tour. Mm-hmm. Yep. So where do we go to outside of um, 
having lived in Manchester for six, seven, eight years. Ooh, Manchester. Um, there's a place called Port Street Beer House. I hope it's still there. I've not been there in a few years. But yeah. Port Street Beer House, which is my first kind of craft beer venue that I ever came across, it was very into the um into the whole promotion and finding in weird and interesting beers yeah um so port street beer house was always a favorite um there was a, a venue called um oh it's gone <laughs> it was that good is it gone. physically gone or it's just gone out of your head <laughs> maybe maybe uh, should we just gone <laughs> oh beer moth Ooh. Sorry, beer moth. Uh, that's can, not what I was expecting. You can Did you just insult that. me, or <laughs> <laughs> yep. what is this? A beer moth, someone who is right. dusty, <laughs> right? Dusty from craft beer. A beer moth, M O T H. Yep. Oh, mm. I thought that doesn't matter. I thought you said beer muff. No. <laughs> so we're cutting all of that. Out. I'm. I'm moving on. Mm. Oh, that could be like beer muffs that you put on your ears. Oh, you yeah, sure? Oh, that's yeah. not where David and I went, is it? This is good. Yeah, no, it was. I just, I just have a real objection to earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Since really the incident. Do. You really do. Don't ever try and touch David's ears. <laughs> um, so beer moth is like a, I guess it's very similar to a beer mash. There's very many different beers, but they just don't have the taps. Well, they didn't when I was last there. So it's more of right. a bottle shop. So that would be my kind mm. of, you know, the, ven- the, the, the place that you'd spend your paycheck before you went home? Yeah. Um, yep. That's where I had my kind of first interesting... Um, Tastes of a lot of European beers. One of my favorite was a Schneiderweiser um, called Miner's. Made by D. Schneider from Twisted Sister, Damien, just for those who go. <laughs> wow. There's nothing that D can't do. <laughs> it was a. Sorry, a, Chris, a, carry on. Ice, uh, freeze concentrated um, something big. It was called yeah. Mine Adventinous Barrique, I believe. Um, yeah, right. Freeze con- concentrated then. Oh, it's their, um, a mixture of their. Of their ice box, their twelve percent ice box. It's a blend of that right. and a their tap nine um, vice beer that's been freeze concentrated and oh. um, aged in Pinot Noir barrels. And it was my first taste of kind of like a sour, a more sour kind yeah. of yeah, right. beer. And that opened opened some some eyes, my eyes to be precise. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, hopefully others. <laughs> um, I love sour, so that sounds mm. that actually mm. sounds amazing. Mm. Just gonna drift off and think Something about, about for a sour second. beers, gozers especially. Yeah, hmm? it's a very new thing for me. Like last summer, last yeah. summer was the summer. summer of sours. Of, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it kind of went. Well, everyone was making them, and so everywhere we went, I was like, "Oh, do you want to try a sour?" And I was like, "Yes, I do," and drank a lot of them. <laughs> and everyone's bringing them out now. You can yeah. see all the summer sours are being unfurled for the oh, very soon. Are they? The summer collections. This feels like a segue. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Uh, so the cen- <laughs> the centerpiece question that we ask everybody yeah. um, is what is the funniest or strangest thing you've done or seen in a courtroom? <laughs> no, I racked my brain for this one. Yeah. Everyone does. And aside from the, the, the usual beer shower ones, which are funny, but kind of quite regular with some people Mm. um i don't think i have anything that's particularly worthy of um of a a story or Mm. embellishment and that's a really boring way to put it (laughs) well do you want to tell us about the moondog world cool room can do because that's pretty cool you did send us a photo the other day and it literally looks like it's the size of a Football, like a soccer pitch. Um, it is. It's a good. It's a good size. Yes. Mm. Um, I've got the picture here. <laughs> you can hold it up to the camera. Yeah, hold it up to the microphone. The viewers so everyone can hear it. At home. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a decent sized cool room. Yes, yeah. has to it has to service seventy two taps. Right. Which is no no oh. small feat. And, and glassed on one side. So oh yeah, it's got a patio door out front. No expense spare. Yeah. When, when I was out there, I was going to take a photo yesterday, yeah. but there was somebody cleaning the windows of it. Oh, that's going to happen a lot. And I just sort of figured that I couldn't quite go up and take a photo because it looked like I was just trying to take a photo of someone like, you know, a metre away from them while they were... It's, it's going to be, have to be the cleanest cool room in existence. Oh, for yeah. It to, because we all know what a cool room is. It's a, it's a, a nice, cool, quiet place. Out of all the horror stories we've heard, like people pouring urine in holes and... Stacking meat in corners and just buckets of blood. Yes. You're not going to get away with that at Moondog World. 
No. No, I mean, it's nor can you go into a cool room to scream as loud as possible because you hate the customer because <laughs> yeah. they'll see you screaming at them. <laughs> it's so not true. I've never hated a customer. But there have been times Sorry, I've just hates. had to go and check whether the whether the kegs are okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, hate's a very strong word. <laughs> That's okay. Demo, demo, demo. I'm just going in to check the kegs, mate. No yeah. worries, mate. I understand. Well, you can't even go in there and just sit down on a keg for a sec. Yeah, it's warm. Yeah, it's, it's hot outside. <laughs> um, the old cool, cool room air conditioning. It's great. Mm. Um, yeah, there's no hiding. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's no, oh, we're out of, we need one can of Coke. I'll get it. And they yeah, go right. and Nor, nor <laughs> can you say, can I get this beer? No, we're out. It's just the keg's empty and you just can't be asked changing it. Yep. It's bad That's service. true. Yeah. That's true. You know, I'd never thought that bartenders would do that. I don't think because so. Because I've never I've done se- that. I've seen it. Well, personally, I have, se- have seen it happen. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's finished. And I'll just, just change it. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. I'm, I'm too trusting. I'm just, oh, okay. I'll have that. The next beer then. <laughs> There's a big mistake to trust him. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you've got a job that many of our listeners would love to have. Can we talk about how your journey and perhaps any advice uh, you'd have for people who'd like to follow yeah, in your footsteps? Sure. How um, does you know, Kent Street Chris become Windog Chris? Yeah. Well, you know, I was uh, after, I think, Either in the process or during my, I think it was during my um, my notice period. I was outside front having a having a coffee, and um, Brent, my moon dog rep, walks past, um, have a quick chat as we always do, a bit of a yarn, hmm. um, and I jokingly asked, Are "You guys looking for any staff?" And he was like, "Yeah, we are. We need someone to build a lagoon in Preston." No, that was <laughs> I'd, I'd charge a lot more if that was me. Right, <laughs> we need someone to deal with David at Royal Mail. He's quite difficult to with, and I can't possibly do it anymore. Oh, so well, the, the, handover, the handover was very long with you, so he did prep me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we got talking, and half an hour later, I fired my CV across with a cover letter, and three days later, I was having an interview with the sales director, and yeah, the Friday afterwards, I got a call and said. You got the job, buddy. Welcome aboard. Yeah, welcome aboard. So I think, besides dumb luck, um, get amongst it. It's, mm. it's a it's a phrase that I love that I've learned down here. But yeah, just <laughs> get involved in it. Yeah. And what was um, your first gig with Moondog? A customer. Mm. Um, oh, it was sales rep. Yep. Um, yeah. So sales rep for the inner west. So anywhere between kind of North Melbourne, West Melbourne, where we currently are. Hello. Um, <laughs> out to I guess Werribee. Yeah, Sunshine area. So I've been looking after that territory since March now. So. And that would be quite a burgeoning area. Yeah, you've got... Obviously, this place is an extension of the CBD. Mm. And then you've got Footscray, which is just... Everyone's moving out to. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, and by extension, people then move out from Footscray because it's turning into what they didn't want. Um, mm. But there's so mm. many venues popping up. There's so many like hubs of kind of craft beer and kind of people not people kind of bucking the trend or finding out that they don't have to sign a five-year contract with a hundred percent taps going to a certain brewery or yeah and they can rotate rotation is a a, a very good tool there's always space for everyone yeah i think that's uh people like variety yeah especially when now everyone can find out everything there's no hiding behind um i guess just no information, no hiding yeah. behind yeah. Um And people will be intrigued by it mm. and they'll want to taste something new and there's people who are starting venues that can exhibit these different beers from around the world and around kind of Melbourne especially because yeah. there's so many of us around here brewing fantastic beers. That's true. It, is being a rep something that you were already interested in or was it just the fact that Moondog uh, – cool and you were like those guys are cool it'd be cool to work with them or was being a rep specifically what you had in mind so when it came to work i never i never kind of say if you'd have told me two years ago that i'd be doing this job i'd have been like i'd never thought about that i'd never looked at a brewery and thought how can i pursue a pursue a job with them i'd worked Mm. in sales previously yeah which were a very large ticketing um company yeah in the uk and here um so i had a kind of a bit of sales background yeah um so it wasn't completely alien i'd also very thoroughly enjoyed dealing with reps dealing with that's a very not in that way um talking to reps kind of listening to them yeah um so i knew or i hoped i knew i understood what kind of made a rep palatable is a good way of putting it because as you'll if you're a venue 
venue owner or you deal with reps, you'll know that there mm. is a type of rep who doesn't kind of really get it. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Oh, the ones who turn up at dinner time and yes, not self-aware. Mm. Yeah. Walking, can you buy some of my beer? Well, can I taste your beer? Well, no, but yeah. I'm interested <laughs> in you buying my beer. I've got some of our wine. <laughs> yeah, I've had but reps. we want to sell you our beer. <laughs> oh yeah, I've had reps tell me the whole backstory of the brewery. <laughs> yeah, and like, these are the beers. Like, can I try, try some? Oh no, I don't have samples. Mm. Mm. So. <laughs> the one that when we used to run Mr. Griffiths, I always remember someone walked in and said very earnestly. Oh, I've got all these great wines. They'll go great with uh, chicken. And you're a that. chicken restaurant, aren't you? No, we're a poutine restaurant. That's French for chicken, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's a French-Canadian French Canadian dish. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. And they more or less just walked out. <laughs> I remember that. Wow. So you you had had enough of those kind of interactions? No, to no, know. that's unfair. I'm not going <laughs> to ever call anyone out or say that that's how most of reps are. There is a no, the, no. no we're not saying most. You've just got to. There are some reps got have get a pretty bad, pretty bad reputation. Yeah. I mean, they 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 obviously they're sales people mm. um, who are are looking to kind of be the front line of getting the brand out there. Yeah. Um, so there is that kind of onus on them to be as enthusiastic as possible but it, it it sometimes doesn't work so yeah. yeah i think i never saw it or i didn't approach it from the way of here's my sales pitch i'm gonna read out my spiel that i've been practicing i want to part of the thing i love about the job is being able to go to all these different venues and yeah. kind of create relationships kind of exhibit beer that i've got something interesting something new yeah um there's always something exciting on the on the horizon or just have a chat <coughs> or have a beer or a meal in a venue that i otherwise might not be able to go to because i live in fitzroy i don't live in footscray yeah so mm. i'm there meeting all these new people talking to um yeah, talking to business owners and, and, and venue staff, venue managers, just mm. kind of getting to know the place. So you get to know the, the feel of a venue and then you can work alongside them because ultimately they are putting their trust in your brand and your product yeah. to help them be a successful business. Mm. So it's a pretty, it's a, a lot of trust in there. Yes. Um, so you've got to see that through. And I th you hear a lot of people saying that as soon as they got a sale from a, a from a rep or from a brewery they never heard from them for another, didn't hear from yeah. for another year or so and I just think that's it's not a way of going around things it's not how certainly I operate no I like the the the, the kind of rapport you get with people you mm. can just rock up to a pub and, or a venue or a restaurant and say hey how you doing you know them by name you know when to turn up yeah you know what's a good time you know what they can kind of offer you and you also you can tailor tailor make kind of the experience for them because you yeah. are representing yeah. the brand you don't want to be a pain in the ass yeah. Nobody wants that. No. Well, that's my personal life. I don't even paint in the art professionally as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the, the people who are bad at sales don't understand that the majority of being a good salesperson is being able to, in that kind of way, is to pro provide customer service, yeah, really. The, the sale is kind of, it might be the hardest part, but it's almost the smallest part. It's the follow-up customer uh, service that's more important, right? Yeah, I've seen too much of a focus on kind of like a one- your your um there's no chance there's no second chance at a first impression hmm. um obviously that is true however if you're going in there expecting that sale off the first time without giving away all my secrets yeah <laughs> if you go there with like a hard sell yeah. you just you're not there for the the venue yeah and that's why hmm. i got into it um i i like being autonomous because it's a purely autonomous um line of work yeah uh, it's not a nine to five office job you might be in a venue at 10 p.m kind of having a beer you might get out of bed at 10 hey, mate. Uh, no we're shut sorry mate sorry mate yeah, we're shut. no sorry mate you're all good what are you doing just doing a podcast having a, man. just having a chat cheers mate It happens a lot. But we're not going to edit that one here, though. We? <laughs> we can right. leave that in. I think we'll leave that one in. Um, Where are we? <laughs> it's a good segue to what are the things that you find difficult about the role? <laughs> well, what didn't you expect, maybe? Yeah. Oh, was, um, that sounds a bit too yeah, job I, interviewey, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. What, what, tell me yeah. about a difficult circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. How have you improved? <laughs> um, what would you say your weaknesses are, Chris? Public speaking, apparently. Um, <laughs> um, um, people's opinions. 
um uh, you always find that everyone has a has an opinion which is great but there are a lot of people who just don't seem to be like don't seem to be enjoying drinking beer yes have you, have That's you noticed that? something mm. that David and so I So many people just <laughs> seem to hate, just fucking hate drinking beer. Mm. And there's nothing nothing positive and it's, they have to be heard. The squeaky wheel gets the oil, as people say. But yeah. I, I just don't get it. We're all here doing something we love to the point where you'll make a podcast about it or you'll have yeah. uh, mm. an activation, you'll have a launch event, you'll yeah. have entire breweries. You'll dig a fucking lagoon into a brewery because yeah. you love doing what you do. <laughs> yeah. And then you get a lot of people who just seem to want to shit on it. And that's yeah. probably what I'd say yep. the negative is. Mm. It's it's like you got to kind of motivate yourself just to not want to drown them. Yeah. <laughs> in, a in a lagoon. In a lagoon. I think it's interesting about that Canadian club I'm not ad that's that going around at the moment, which is all about, you know, uh, I'm now admitting I don't like beer and whatever. They've clearly done their market testing. Someone's yeah. gone out and tested this message yeah. and found that 10% of people who are drinking beer don't like drinking beer. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Public opinion is great. I love a good mm. chat, a good yeah. discussion. Mm. You can you can talk for hours about any one thing. Yeah. But when you just seem to be not enjoying it, it's just like maybe just step back. Mm. Yeah. No, no, no. You've I've, been burned I've, out doing what you, you kind of... And like you'll you'll happen it'll happen a job sometime you'll burn out and you'll mm. need to mm. change and step away. But you just see people who just really enjoy just... I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think for some people, and it's not something that I've noticed when I've worked here at the Mail or even at Mr. Griffiths, it's more at places that I would drink in uh, Fitzroy, for example, Mm. where there would be, you sort of become a regular of a place and then you get to know the other regulars and they're the people who don't seem to enjoy drinking at all, but they're the ones who do it Mm. the (laughs) the most. You know, even when there's been times where I've drunk too much, and I know that I'm drinking too much. I still have really enjoyed yep. the drinking part of it. It's mm. the, all the other stuff that goes around it that the I don't like. The waking up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I think especially around the craft beer scene, yeah. that kind of, and you'll see it from like a, I'm going to use an, an, like a, if you look look outside looking into the box of craft beer, yeah. um, there might be a certain snobbery around it because it's seen as kind of a, not a, People might say it's a better kind of beer, but it's mm. just, I think it's more bare bones beer. It's kind of getting into the creating of how you get from yeah. A to B yeah. and the processes involved. So people go into that and they'll maybe think better of themselves or they'll, mm. I, I don't know, it be unfair, but there are a lot of neckbeards out there. That's true. Mm. I think some people might not like the sort of vinyl collecting attitude that goes around craft beer at times. I think they might be get pushed away from trying it and getting into it because they hear conversations along the lines of like, what are you drinking Melbourne for? <laughs> I've got to be honest. And so that I, person becomes like, well, fuck you. <coughs> if it's a 38 degree day and somebody hands me an ice cold VB stubby straight out of an esque like straight out of the ice, are you going to say no or are you just going to no. enjoy it for what it is? Yeah, of course. And if I'm in a chat with mates... Yeah. And that's what they're drinking. I'm not going to go, I'm sorry, I'll go and drink by myself at this other table <laughs> over here. And you can all sit around here and drink that. Well, no. Of course I'll sit with yeah. mates and drink what they're drinking. That's my exact point. And people who seem to think that hype is a negative thing, don't, mm. don't, you're just kicking yourself from the inside. You, mm. By putting a negative spin on something that should be positive, maybe an independent brewery getting some traction or a certain beer style selling more than it was expected and people jumping on it and then pushing that style or yeah. or whatever mm. further, why would you just say, oh, I don't want to get onto it. It's a hype train. It's not worth it. <laughs> just Gee, hype train's a good name for a beer. You're right. It is a pretty good name for a beer, actually. Uh, that's the end of the episode. We're going to go yeah. for a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, especially if it's the worst <laughs> beer of all time. We've made a <laughs> we've made a zero point five percent brown ale. <laughs> oh no, you've made a point zero point seven percent double IPA. Ooh. Mm. Triple dry hopped. Yeah, we'll get questions from Shane. Hype that train. That's not a train. Three and Mr. West did that the the next hype beer, which was many an acronym. Have you not seen that? It's no. worth having a look at. No. Let's, let's re- review it. It's an interesting one. Oh, we will. Note. Damien's typing Ooh. his own notes. Maybe a, go. maybe a pause <laughs> on that one. I don't want to advertise another brewery too much. <laughs> that's fine, man. We're all friends. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, uh, sorry. You go. Oh, I was going to ask about the bomb again. 
Oh. Ask about the bum again. Ooh, I just Let's get to, to oh, just to take a serious note. Going back into the the whole the, the negative points of the the job, it was a uh, sorry to I was gonna try and get this, but as with a lot of our conversations, they go off in many a tangent. Hmm. Um, Sometimes you'll ring me two days later and say, and another thing. Yeah, and and <laughs> and for what it's worth, <laughs> um, the negative aspect I've always thought with any service industry where. Where alcohol is kind of a, a, a kind of a center point is we have all been guilty, I think, of seeing it. What is essentially a, something we all love and it becoming an unhealthy something unhealthy. Mm. I think mm. that's uh, the one thing to get a bit kind of somber about it. Yeah. It's it's something that I think really I'm very kind of passionate about. Just mm. luckily we are in an industry where it's understood and forgiven. Not forgiven, but it's more understanding than you would get maybe if you were working in an office and yeah. you were having a four beers at the end of the night mm. and mm. calling it bottle sharing. But it's a genuine problem. Like mental and physical health is is possibly something that could affect it if you let it do so. So oh. I think it turns into another positive as well that you're in a very understanding kind of um, family of people who will mm. who'll help pull you out of that sometimes, I reckon. And I've, yeah. I've seen it from the other side. of, And I've sat at a, a bar drinking till 1 a.m. because... Had a pretty shit day, and it's not the best thing to do. But yeah, I think particularly around mental health, that's right. And yeah, it's a it's... valuable message to put out there to people, which is mm. you know, if you're having a crook day, Sundays going and having a beer is a good way to deal with it. Absolutely, and sometimes... some days walking in and seeing the people you know, absolutely, and saying to them, "I'm having a shit day, and I don't want to be," is mm. also okay. Absolutely. So, so it can be used as a positive or a negative, but also with craft beer being hugely high percentages, sometimes you can just tie too many on when it yeah. might not be the best thing for you. Mm. Yeah, it's the craft beer vortex. Mm. But sometimes it's fun. Oh, yeah, for mm. sure. Well, it's always fun. It's it's fun. But, I think yeah. it's more fun when it's around others. But, I mean, you might want to sit on your own and have a big mm. beer. But there are mm. you looking at it, you'll, you'll think, oh, I have an access to this yeah. crutch more than I would normally. But, I do really enjoy drinking on my own. Oh, nothing wrong but with I, that. But, I, yeah, you're right. You, it's, you need to know where you're Without at. getting mm. too serious. Yes. <laughs> mm. Whereas I see, without getting too serious, that being the bigger problem, which is not about you, Damo, but it's that idea that I think there's way more people who now drive home from the city to Melton, grab a slab of beer mm. and go home and sit by themselves rather than drinking at a pub mm. with mates who... And so just go, oh, yeah, we've been drinking with Chris for three years now. Gee, you don't look so well, mate. Or yeah. you look like you're struggling. Do you want to, anything you want to tell us, mate? <laughs> yeah. Or, no, and if you drink at home with your own slab every night. Yeah, for sure. You just don't get that sort of interaction. I think that's what worries me about the the ebbing of pub culture, I guess, yeah. in Australia. I think that's yeah. going, going back to my point about what I like about the job is going to all these different venues and seeing the culture behind them because they've all got mm. their own personality, they've all got their own kind of ecosystem, that kind of their own dynamic, um, and you can see that there is a lot of love behind that. Mm. Um, so I think it's kind of a two-sided, a two-edged blade. Yeah, man. A positive edge and a negative edge. That sounds mm. like a weird blade, but whatever. I know, two I, edges. Yeah, mm. I get what you're saying. Um. The Barmageddon. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about let's, that? Let's lighten things up, shall <laughs> yeah, we? Yeah. Um, How did you get involved in the brewing of that? Well, I mean, as as a lot of collaborations are going on at the moment in the beer world, mm. which is great. It means that many minds, you know, get together and create something that isn't maybe there or wouldn't have been thought of. Um, from day dot of starting my current job, I am. Um, was looking at kind of, you know, collaborating with some someone and making a beer and as soon as you're kind of you're starting a, a, a brewery, especially like Moondog that does maybe not something as normal every time. Like mm. in the past they've done some ridiculous beers. And I use that in a positive term because it's yeah. all something fun and interesting and people might not like it, but you know, that's that's not why they do it. It's set up with a an aim to and go from there. But um yeah. I was told basically if you think of anything good, stick your hand up. Yeah. Um, so and I was, you thought of Barmageddon, and you still stuck your hand up. I, I stuck both <laughs> hands up. Um, so I was the way that came around was I was uh, uh, in Bar Josephine looking to do a collab with them. Um, yeah. And I said, "Hey, Aaron, look, we've got something coming up. And we're going to do a tap takeover. Let's uh, let's brew a beer while we you know in the meantime." Yeah. And I was like, "All right." And I was like, "Think of something." 
think of something as wild as you want, yeah. which I, I shouldn't have because he came back <laughs> Just to Just an invitation. That's yeah. <laughs> to, to put it a, a bit of background, he, as part of our kind of our batches, they have to be a certain minimum level because you can't, single kegs aren't as easy to do. Mm. The we know that from Mr. Griffith's days where we made the infamous spring racing carnival beer two years ago. What yes. Was more or less bad boy bubbly. Oh. It's more or less the current incarnation of bad boy bubbly. Oh, the yeah, the the but, the, 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 mm. headache, the headache in a in a large bottle. Yep, <laughs> it was a very a cold beer. day, and we drank a lot of beer. Yeah, we've got some of that going around if you want it. It's been oak chipped and everything. Ooh. It's delicious. We can mm. talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he. Uh, it's kind of like a. a it's the original brewing kit. Brewery kit. Brewing. Brewery. Blah, blah, blah. The original brewery that they had at the beginning, so the old uh, pasteurizing equipment. Right. Um, so it's it's not a small batch; it's about nine hundred liters. Yeah. Um, to a thousand liters. Um, so when Aaron came back and said, "Yeah, I want to do a poutine brown ale and call it Poo Brown," and I was just head in hands, just <laughs> like, uh, "What have I done?" <laughs> if you want to, if you want to, if you think you can honestly sell that much of that beer, go yeah. So I, I I came back with a with a um, just you know how about this yeah you're in the area of Footscray it's it's a multicultural area it's mm. got a large kind of Vietnamese community um, everyone loves a barn me I don't know I don't, yeah. I don't mm. think I've ever met anyone that doesn't enjoy barn me and if I do I won't trust them <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough mm. um, so I was like well let's do it also right. I really like cucumber beers. I think cucumber is a great addition to a, a beer, yeah. um, and a goza. I'd always wanted to do kind of like a goza with cucumber, and then it kind of went from there. So, so that'll be on uh, that'll be on tap and grand final day yeah, on tap here. grand final weekend. So yeah, like, the entire weekend. Oh yeah, I keep sorry rugby league fans. I keep forgetting. And, you on, have your and grand on the final. Friday, so probably th- we'll put it on Thursday night. So it'll right. be on Thursday night. Might run out. You never know. That's why you have to get down here each that's night right. to yeah, find out. Right. Don't muck around. Get down here if you're thirsty. But what kind of flavours can we expect from the beer? So it's a 4.9% um, goza with cucumber. A nice head of cucumber. We put, I think, 75 to 100 kilograms of cucumber into the batch, Mm, which I prepared with some of the sales stuff. Yeah. So thank you for them. Mm. (laughs) Um, Then there is a good wallop of of coriander just kind of underlying there. Mm. um, And then a nice big whack of chili. Chili Chili still comes through. It's a, it's a... it's a, a very interesting accumulative chili flavoring <laughs> yeah. in which the bigger the mouthful, the more chili you get. Mm. Yeah, right. Which is Sounds how chili great. kind of works, I guess. But well, you just yes. don't. It's, it was made using kind of tinctures of, uh, of Carolina Reaper, which Macca, the head brewer, kind of may have tricked me into saying it was whiskey. And I <laughs> took a mouthful of ethanol and Carolina tincture. Oh, we're familiar with the Reaper. Don't worry about that. Uh, yeah. We used to do Reaper burgers. So. Yeah, that, so you, that was another whole discussion again. Yes, you keep uh, you would keep wiping down surfaces that would have the juice of the reaper on it and not know, and then go to the toilet or wipe your oh. eyes, and yeah, mm. then we basically you'd know. Had to walk out of the kitchen. <laughs> it's basically just abandoned the kitchen for a couple of hours one day after mm. we'd cut a whole lot of reapers up. Yeah, that's not the best time, is it? No, no. we're oh. silly men. It wakes you up. <laughs> it wakes you up at least. You, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, that's true. It's One o'clock in the morning when you're <laughs> clearing out a bar, that will wake you up. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> um, we can't. I want to know more about Moondog World. We've kind of spoken about it a little bit. We've spoken about the lagoon. We've spoken about the cool room, <coughs> but uh, there was an event on yesterday where some people were invited down to sort of check out where you guys were at. Yeah, so it's no one, It's not near a launch place just yet. We don't want to launch it until it's 100% done. Yeah. And everyone will know when that is. However, we booked in a, an SEN radio event with um, Bob Murphy, right. the old uh, footy player. Yeah. Well, I say he's not old. He's, he's, he's recently retired, isn't he? he? Yeah, he's younger than me. But he, for a football player, he's old. He's retired, so he's used to retired. That's the yes. one. <laughs> um, so that was kind of a radio event that we 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 had to do. Right. Um, he's so. very cool, Bob, isn't he? Mm. He's very like friends he's got the with, cool hair. Yeah, he's oh. friends with Paul Kelly, and he wears jean jackets, and he loves Moondog, and I oh, just fit mm. right in, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we we well, I say we. I had nothing to do with this whatsoever. Right. <laughs> I, I, we as a company. You work for Moon Dog. Claim it, man. So the the crew there who are fantastic just pulled bandied together and kind of 
got it all going. So there was beer available. Yeah. And the kitchen isn't in yet, but there are food trucks. So, right. Um, everything, it was, I say we're at about 85% done. Okay. But it was a good preview <clears throat> and it was wonderful to sit at the bar and have a beer in this vast space and sit outside and kind of soak up the sun. Yeah. And just see what it could be. And it's going to be, it's going to be pretty yeah. fucking good. It's going to be fun. It's just a playground. It's not, it's, it's just meant to put a smile on your face. Yeah. And it does. Mm. Yeah. And you walk in, and you just think, what is, what is going on here? This is, this is quite the thing. Quite something. Yeah. Yeah, people who walk in just had the biggest smile on their faces when yeah. they walked in the door, which yeah. was amazing. You were there. And I was there. And also having been there as we were, Damo, mm. Back when it was mm. literally just an empty shed. Thank I you, Chris, for inviting us for empty shed wrestling night. The empty shed wrestling night. <laughs> <laughs> that one or the but Moondog see, one? See, yeah. <laughs> that was just you and me, no, yeah. Mano, Mano. But I don't know why you guys invited me to watch. That was weird. So you're anyway. the, we're the ref. Yeah, you're the ref. Yeah. <laughs> ref, okay. <that's laughs> but it's just been amazing to see how that space is transforming. Oh, yeah. And week by week. Yeah, well, you've got constant updates. You were at mm. the... Oh, which were you weren't at the Black One event, were you? Now you missed that one. We came out for the footy kickathon. Oh, yeah. The kickathon, <laughs> the bidders to win it. Yeah, that's it. That was good fun. Yeah. So that was in the packing hall, which is vast. It's all yeah, it's vast. A, vast is probably the word to describe it. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. It's obscene <laughs> amounts of space. Yeah. And as a as a concept, you just think, what what are you doing? But it's totally. no, it's I love it. it no, it's perfect. It's, it's each of you boys that I've spoken to about it. It's the there is a a huge like it. It's like you guys are trying to write like a a concept album or something. It's not mm. just like we're not just putting a brewery together. It's like it's this whole. It's the Pink Floyd vision. of yeah, Melbourne it brewery. is. It is. It's, it's a really exciting thing to be part of as well because in a in a climate where some breweries, good sized breweries, are kind of selling up. It's mm. a big statement, as if to say. You're saying you're selling up. Anyway, oh, the- <laughs> that's where we're going to cut the podcast off tonight. Oh, the rumors are true. There's, oh, I love a good rumor. Um, no, it's a it's a good statement to make. Is yeah. just saying, look, we're going to build on a twelve thousand square meter site with a fucking ten hectolitre brewery. I think. Mm. Yeah, people love to hear heck. Toledo. It's there's no word that's prettier. Our ears. listeners, do. or is it hundred? No, hundred heck, hundred heck brewery. Don't look at me like I know. You were yeah. telling me you work for a brewery. I don't work, man. I don't work in hectoliters, <laughs> yards, fluke, ounces. You're making three pots a day. I can't. Three pots a day. <laughs> this is ludicrous. I think man can't live at this speed. It's just it's a metric shit ton of beer. Mm. That's, a That's good way a, of probably it. the best the press way to the best way to look at it. Yeah, mm, true. Um, so it's a it's fun to see and it's fun to get people up there and show around and give them a beer and say in the lagoon and you go <laughs> what are you most looking forward to getting in the Being lagoon i think we're moving all the offices up there as well in the next however long and just being on site and being able to kind of finish up for the day walk from behind the bar and get a stink high off the bar manager because we're behind the bar because mm. the only way to get from the offices to the bar is through the the, the, the kind of the guts of it right um and sit down at the bar have a beer because we do that currently but when it's in a place where there's a lagoon yeah it's different. also parking there's no parking at duke street right mm. honestly it's it's there's so many businesses down there and it's all, all this politics and and there's no there's no space so we've well and truly outgrown it yeah. you have to move your car when the 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 farmer comes to pick up the spent grain and all that but it's <laughs> it's part of the charm of it it's yeah it's a living breathing place um which you're looking forward to not living in Brisbane oh, no, no, anymore. No, 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 not that. I'm looking forward to the streamlining. The existing Abbotsford venue will be there. That's the heart and soul. That's where it all began. So you can't, you can't get rid of that. Jesus, no. doesn't the corporate line come out there? <laughs> I've said that one many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I practiced that one. Um, personally, the one thing I'm looking forward to most is the releases we're going to be getting into. Yeah. Um, you saw the, jun- the dungeon. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I've not so- been down there though. Oh, you've not been down there? That was Black Lung Night, I think. I didn't oh, get out there. that's rude of me. I need to mm. take you down to the dungeon. No, no, you keep on saying that, and I keep on saying, no, 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 <laughs> it's fine. So the, the, the dungeon is kind of, you go up back, you go around the corner, and you go under the foundations it's of the neighbouring building. Yeah. So many men have said this to me over the years. 
<laughs> we'll Those be, exact lines. We'll be back in a minute, Dave. <laughs> um, and it's basically where all our all our interesting stuff. That's not fair. All of our kind of experimental stuff is going to happen. Yeah. Um, all so our, still not. That's exactly mm. what they said. <laughs> a lot of wild fermentation. Interesting yeast strains. We're still going into that one. Um, because it backs onto onto the creek there. Um, yeah. Right. It's just. So. I'm just going to go for a walk by myself outside for a while. <laughs> You'll see yourself up. Um, all the barrel aging stuff. So yeah. basically. I think probably every week, every two weeks, there's going to be a batch of something made, put in a barrel, and kind of gone from there. Awesome, man. There's going to be a lot of styles explored that we can't do currently now, and a lot of places wouldn't be able to do. There's going to be large, wild, open fermentation tanks that are getting all that goodness in. Yeah. And making some some really interesting beers that are going to be... there's There's going to be a lot of them. Yeah. So, whereas now our kind of we've got our seasonal releases and then our kind of special speciality, which is one thing, we'll have a lot more. I guess the techniques can change, or yeah. not they'll change. They'll be they'll be doable because where we are now, we can't do it. And that must be super exciting for the brewers. Oh yeah, <coughs> they love it. They're gonna they're getting a brand new brew house, brand new everything, huge twenty thousand twenty thousand liter tanks, I think. Yeah. How many hectoliters is that? I have no idea. 20? <laughs> um, I might be wrong on my numbers, actually. But they're big. Yeah. They're, mm. they're probably um, the roof of the of the actual warehouse. The, the fermentation tank is going to be like two meters above that. Yeah, so right. That's, that's four stories, I think. Three or four stories. Jesus. It's that an amazing space. space. Yeah. By the t- almost by the time you listen to this, it'll be soon to be ready to be opened. So. Hopefully. We want to make the announcement. Mm. A couple of soft openings to do first, I reckon. But mm. when the grand when the big opening's there. But it'll, I just want everyone to see it. It's it's mm. it's, it's a it's a playground. Yeah. It's well, it's not meant to be taken seriously. It is, but it isn't. If yeah, it yeah. No, it's, well, it's, it's serious, fun. Like, it's a serious venture yeah. and it's it's a lot of work, but at the end of the day it's it's having a Silly goose time at a venue, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's what you want when you yeah, have exactly. a drink. It's for it to be fun. People will find fault with it. People <laughs> find fault with it. You, can, you give somebody a hundred dollars and somebody say there's something wrong with it. Mm. Well, life's short. It's, it is. Yeah. Like, don't stop complaining, everyone. It's, it's very short. <laughs> um, speaking of short, we should probably cut this short. I think yeah, this we, is where we're we're waffling we're through all we? the questions and. Yeah. Oh, it's been brilliant. It's been yeah. a brilliant chat. But I think we've come down and join us on everything. Grand Final Day. Oh yes. yeah, I'm yeah. not sure whether I think Chris, you might have other responsibilities. That oh day. no, I'll be here. Oh, so Chris is going to be here. Oh, I'm committed now. So you meet him in the flesh, uh, and then maybe we can all with the bun me. We can all have a big enough beer. night where we end up sleeping in a toy bus <laughs> of some description together. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll bring them <laughs> in. Truck one down. Um, <laughs> a whole lot of amazing Vietnamese inspired Ooh, food yeah. mm, that weekend. So mm. Grand Final weekend's always a good weekend. Um. Yeah, I mean, people. I don't know. My team might actually be in the grand final, so it won't be a good day for oh, me. But a... for everybody else, how <laughs> uh, yeah, you go there, Damo? Well, you know what I'm like with Richmond, David. I can't. I can't handle it. Insufferable, anyway, I think, is the word. Yeah, you got one uh, recently. Hmm? You got one recently. Yeah, I know. But I'd like. I what David was there when I watched that grand final. Oh, and yeah. I, I didn't speak. For three it's true. hours and then can't imagine that. cried at the end of it. So and then the, left and then came back. Then left, got super drunk night. and then came back the next day and sat in the bar and drank all day, just waving to Richmond people as they walked past. Sounds like a good weekend. Seems like every other weekend. Yeah, you wave to cats as they walk past in the belief that they may have been small tigers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, I did paint them. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you. Um, yeah, so come down to that. Uh, we got other things that we need to. Plug. I think it's the main thing. That's it. Um, yes. Uh, keep downloading, um, rating, reviewing, sharing to your friends. More people listening again this month, which is yeah. amazing. Follow Moondog World that now have their own Instagram account as well as the normal Moondog Brewery account and things yes. like that. Oh, and the OG bar, the original one. That's they've the got. Oh, there's the. Oh, I don't know. That's the marketing department. That's not me. Mate, you hit a spruik. Google Moondog. Yeah, and that's a good one. Yeah. Good, good <laughs> all, their, all their stuff will come We're up. We're available on the social medias. Yeah. The guys are always having heaps of fun, so you'll have fun yeah. come down vicariously through them. Like, Reach out and have a chat. 
I think hmm. if you see any of us in a venue in a moon or t-shirt, just have a chat with us. We'd Go to the dungeon and reach out. <laughs> reach back. <laughs> and on that note. On that note, <laughs> I'm going to press stop. <laughs> Too much? Sometimes there is nothing better to do Than to go out and get stuck into a few I'm gonna spend my time with a good friend like you